Okay, hi everyone. So this is JY again, and that is Shahara. This is the much better intro because I am introducing ourselves. Um, today we're going to talk about um, book recommendations. Uh, it's a huge part of medicine because there's a lot of books to read when you um, apply for medicines, and you have like a whole recommended um, reading book list. But other than that, beyond that, like there's, you need to do a lot of reading just to increase your comprehension and blah blah blah. So, okay, let's get into it. To actually have a habit of reading do we read so do we actually also <laughs> but first of all before we start i just want to say that this is not going to be a spoiler episode so if you we're going to do it so that we make you want to read the books i don't uh, we're not going this is not going to be one where we say what happens exactly like that's kind of sucky i don't like i would rather tell you to read the book because then you can read it good for you and good for your application um but yeah so i currently have five books lined up here if i think of another one i will talk around it but right now i have five and we're going to do a little 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 bit about recreational reading because we want to maintain the work-life balance everybody but first of all and most of all we're going to talk about medical books so jay i just said do we actually read now this is a very difficult question because I'm not going to lie, in primary school, I was a big reader. I was a bookworm. I read probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books. I loved reading and I still love reading. Um, but reading gets a bit more difficult when you come into um, kind of the applications on the good side of it because everything you have to read. I feel also like more than that, it's like when you get into secondary school, you stop reading for fun because also like in primary school, there's always like reading sessions, you know what I mean? We don't have that in secondary school. Yeah. And more than that, I just feel like also, I I am more catered to reading things that I'm interested in. So like right now I'm reading stuff on like neuroscience and like the brain because I'm interested in that. But then it also kind of plays into the fact that like, when can I read books that are helping me for my future or when am I reading books simply recreationally or is that the same thing and then this whole divide about whether you feel guilty blah 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 um and that's a topic for another episode but um as far as reading habits go I think I've been better recently I think I've actually been reading significantly more um now than definitely the last couple of years what about you um well to answer the question am I actually reading well the thing is I feel like I've kind of like my reading patterns have definitely changed over the years. Like I used to read like a lot of like fantasy books and like those like non-fiction books and stuff like that. But I've kind of shifted towards more like fiction books and kind of like classics because I don't know why. Like I think my mom kind of made me do that. She kind of hypnotized me because in primary school she used to keep on nagging me like, "Can you please read non-fiction book? Can you please read some classics?" And I was like, "No, I'm reading my fantasy books." And then yeah, this is me right now so <laughs> thanks mom i mean the thing is the only fantasy book i'm reading right now is game of thrones i think it's the third book i don't know which one that is yeah but like yeah anyway that's the only really yeah i'm reading game of thrones it's it's really thick though and first of all the names that you sound exactly the same so that's that's a tough part but um but i'm talking about my reading like habits like shahara said like it's kind of hard to like divide between like the books that's going to help your application like the books you just read for like the recreational like, um, purposes because I'm a big speed reader. I read books like really, really quickly. And I feel like, I feel kind of like, what's it? When I'm reading like books that I'm meant to like actually like use my application, I feel like I need to read much more like slow and steady pace because I'm kind of scared that I'm going to like kind of like use out like, um, what's it, really interesting points and stuff like that. So I tend to read like really slowly and take notes. 
And I think it's kind of like tedious to be honest, because I want to be the person who just like read and just like, you know, just speed read, you know, read many books, as many books as possible, but that's not really working out right now because I have to read carefully. So it's kind of frustrating, but it's fine. I feel like, I think I might have to um, blame TikTok for this, but I feel like recently, I used to be such a preserve your books kind of gal. Like the I the most I do is like brick a spine and doggy ear a book. But I could like, you could like ripping, yeah, I could not do I could not rip a sh- like shreds. Oh, I could not. But like, unless like, I'm not gonna lie, my first edition of Harry Potter that I read is destroyed, but only because I've read it so many times. Um, but I feel like I recently got into annotating books. I know, I'm sorry, but like, I love it. I'm sorry, I, I really, really love it. Like I'm reading right now, this book, that's trying to get into the reference, but um, recommendations are how emotions are made. Uh, the Secret Life of the Brain by Lisa Feldman Barrett. And I, well, you can't see me right now, but I can see, Jay, I can see me, of like my little dog ears on the books on the beginning of, on the beginning of the book of stuff I find interesting. Dog and I'm like, how do I like stop? And dog ears. What's a doggy ear? Show me. Show not me. a doggy ear. Not a doggy ear. Like, what's it called? This thing, yeah. a tab. Okay. A doggy dog ear is when you fold like, the page, isn't it? Page, yeah. Yeah, a doggy ear is folding the pages. It's not really, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, fold, I tab stuff. Um, yeah, but like normally I'm not that kind of gal. Normally I hate like that kind of stuff. But I'm loving it recently. I don't know what's come over me. But I saw this stuff on TikTok about people annotating their fictional books. So maybe I'll do that. I don't think I'm going to go that far as annotating fictional books. I'm more of like a just kind of build the world and leave kind of gal. But um, with books I have to gather information from, I quite like the annotation. So as far as um, to start off with, like the yeah, go. I'll, I'll talk about my recommendation after JY gives her opinion on, on annotations. Okay, I'm just gonna give like what the like a structure of how we should do things. I think we should talk about the boring, not boring, very interesting medical books first, and like the stuff that's gonna help from applications. And boring. Then, <laughs> because like the thing is, I, I don't know. Like yeah, just go on with your. Okay, I I have I have five books piled up, and how many books do you have right now? I have a lot. But I'm not gonna give too much depth for each one, but like a lot. Okay, cool. I have I have five books that I've taken out of my library um, that I feel like I'll talk about because it's just the ones that are freshest in my mind. And then we'll have a bit of like a ten minutes at the end where we talk about the fun stuff, which is what everyone's been waiting for. We know. But anyway, let's start. So the book I was talking about that I've started to tab. This is a book I haven't actually finished this book. I'm reading it right now. But it's called um, How Emotions Are Made: The Secret Life of the Brain by Lisa Feldman Barrett, um, and it's essentially about um, perception of emotion and kind of like more of like the neuroscientific but also physiological aspect of emotions and people's reactions to them. So from what I've read so far, <laughs> from what I've said, from what I've read so far, um, it's just Barrett discussing different experiments that she did um and kind of like uh talking about face um face movement and facial um repercussions of different emotions but i think the most interesting thing that i've read thus far in the book is her discussion of um complete perception and how someone you can be provided a face of someone that is shocked but if you're given a scenario of them reacting to um, an explosion you anticipate it as fear but if you um if you give them the context of someone's a surprise party it's happiness and i feel like that kind of different evaluation of emotions is what i found really interesting 
and um, kind of just like how she goes about researching this and how like the brain itself makes emotion, which is kind of weird. See, I feel like you, I feel like emotion is so natural. Like it's something that everyone is kind of like, you're always feeling something. It's always a default. But I feel like her exploration of just like how there's actually a control network that goes into it and how like there's actually a scientist that explore it and I think it's just really interesting and then she also kind of dives into like social aspects of it and just kind of like how it kind of take it gets taken into account in real life with like illnesses and law and like um all this kind of stuff and I just think that's really 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 interesting so I recommend this book um I'm just going to say it a bit slower again in case I said it a bit fast but it's called How Emotions Are Made The Secret Life of the Brain by Lisa Feldman Barrett I purchased this book from um amazon but i did see it in borders in world Emirates. if you're interested in purchasing it but yeah that's my first book recommendation your turn uh, i'm just gonna start with like the basic medical books first um first off is when breath becomes air and i've got a lot of say about that because, but i'm just gonna say this like it's a really good book i read it in like i think like an hour or so because it was really like a fast read but um yeah it's when breath becomes as you base the basic book but anyway that one um was really good but i think when you start going down the recommended medis- medical book list it gets very repetitive <laughs> so <laughs> they always have anecdotes and memoirs and stuff like that and if you know me like i really like reading those but i don't like it when things get repetitive so this book was probably the best out of the all the memoirs and like personal like um collections of medical stuff for me this was the best it was the most like hard-hitting one and the other very like um common one is bad signs but that one i understand why people put on the recommended uh, recommended list it's very relevant to um COVID too i guess because of vaccines it's basically about big pharma and like the base, the tricks and trickeries of like research and how you shouldn't like believe um, certain scientists and you need to kind of like reconsider and assess how um, reliable um, they are. And I think it's really important as future medical students to do that because we will be using a lot of like PubMed or like BMJ, British Medical Journal articles when we go through and we actually have to assess how they did the experiments, how they, they did all the investigations to make sure that what they did was like a reliable um, resource for us to use in our future um, medicine stuff. So yeah, those are the two common books that I have. I recommend both, but I feel like when you read When when Breath Becomes Air and if you like it, don't go down the path of trying to read all those books like Do No Harm, like, you know, when uh, the, the the man who mistook his wife for a hag, those kind of books. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's, not, there's not much point in just reading all those memoir books. I mean, if that's like your cup of tea, then do do that. But it wasn't for me. So I think one kind of sufficed. So, yeah. So the next book I'm going to talk about kind of skating off of um, JY's reference to the man who mistook his wife for a hat. It, he, that was written by the author Oliver Sacks. And I highly, highly recommend Oliver Sacks as an author if for someone trying to get into medical books and scientific books, um, just because um he is kind of more he talks about medicine more i guess a colloquial easily understandable way and i think that he's very good at kind of um combining and being a perfect love child of medicine and um literature as more of an enjoyable topic and something that you 
read for fun. It's much easier, quicker, faster reads are the Oliver Sacks books, from my perspective at least, and the ones that I have read. Um, he's just um, he's just more of you can see more of like the author side of him coming out. There's less complicated diagrams and um, scientific jargon that you have to Google if you don't understand. It's much more kind of like a appreciation of science and the beauty of medicine rather than um, massive research. Um, but this, the book I'm going to talk about now, I have two lined up, but the one I'm going to talk about now is The River of Consciousness. Um, and I'm, if I'm not wrong, this is um, the last book that was uh, he wrote before he passed away. And it essentially is kind of like a discussion of the beauty of science and the beauty of medicine and just kind of like observation um, of creative heroes and the um, big names in medicine um, and science in general. Uh, so obviously everyone knows Darwin. He is um, a giant in the scientific world um, with the theory of natural selection and his volumes and volumes of books about evolution. But um, the very, very first um, story in this, not story, the very, very first kind of chapter in this book discusses him and his um, appreciation and relationship with flowers, actually. And people think um, of Darwin, they immediately think of evolution and his strides in that area. But I think what Oliver Sacks here is trying to say is um, kind of appreciate his discussion of um, flowers and, and how he appreciate he was an actually a very um, avid botanist, which is not something that you really associate with um, Charles Darwin. But besides that, there's a, a lot more in here as well. There's um, something called a general feeling of disorder, which I feel like that was much more medicine, but it's also much more about how kind of trying to wrap your head around someone having a disorder and not knowing what having a disorder is like. And I just feel like there are so many different um, grouping titles in this book. And it was just um, um, like a combination of different stories that talk about chemistry and neuroscience and even the arts a little bit as well. And um, I just think that it kind of demonstrated med um, science in a whole new way of kind of sitting with its sisters as in there's so many different aspects of science and there's so many different parts of STEM. I think that this book really kind of sums them all together and kind of understands that it's all a part of a river of consciousness. I know, book name drop. Well, that's my um, other recommendation. Uh, what do you think, Jerry? What's your next one? Um, my next one, okay, I'm just gonna group them because I have too many, but basically these two books are basically the first one's um, Doctors, the biography of medicine by Sherwin B. Nolland. And I actually really like this author because he also wrote um, How We Die, which is basically kind of like that when breath becomes air kind of stuff, but with a bit more medical context and a bit more like cardiovascular um, stuff. So I really enjoyed it. But um, the Doctors book and Gene, the Gene and Intimate History are both kind of like history stuff of medicine is going through um the discoveries and stuff like that um plus a bit of personal like kind of personal comments to it and i think both of them are quite interesting because you know if you want to actually know um about the current research out there about you know, genetics or medicine you kind of also need to know how research has been done in the past and how um and how 
what kind of advancements have been made so far. And I think it's really important for you to, you know, brush up on your history too. So these two books, I really recommend. I really like the gene um, in intimate history. That's because of my in interest in genetic diseases. But yeah, it's more like a fundamental uh, reading for, um, yeah, my genetic research kind of thing. So yeah, that's a short, I have nothing else to say about it. <laughs> okay, then I'll go into my next book. So um, the next book I want to talk about is Unthinkable um, by Helen Thompson. Um, and this book is basically Helen Thompson discussing um, brain diseases that she has encountered with. And I have the weirdest obsession with the brain and how people think and how people perceive and how people feel. And I don't know why, but I've always loved that kind of part of science and part of medicine it's just neuroscience and neurological reasoning everything like that so this book i loved i was very very interesting um and she basically like on the front of the book at least the copy that i have from the from this publisher it's um it, it she titles the book an, an extraordinary journey through the world's strangest brains and it's absolutely fascinating i just think that it she talked about these different people who just regular people with these with these diseases and how they how they go about life and how they just live with these with these complete variations in their brain that make them different and I think that it was just it was absolutely fascinating I really recommend it and I think that if you're interested like me in the brain or if you're interested in anything to do with neuroscience or just understanding how people think I think that this is, you would really like this book and so that is unthinkable by Helen Thompson. Okay. Um, the next book that I am going to recommend is a huge book. It's Sapiens. It's literally one of my all-time favorites. I think it's kind of, people don't really put it on the recommended medical reading list, but I think it's a very essential book for anyone who's going into a higher level of education because it's quite all-encompassing. They talk about humanity, talk about medicine definitely in it too because it plays a huge factor in how humanity has evolved over time but it's basically talking about um a brief history of humankind and it's kind of like a trilogy not really an official trilogy but he has written three books so far and i recommend all three books but um the first one to get you started off would be sapiens and i think to be honest it's very critically acclaimed and rightfully so i think it's um not overrated at all it's a bit of a tough read because there's so much stuff in it, but there are pictures. So if you're a big picture person, you can look at the pictures and it will entertain you. But um, I think that, you know, when people talk about essential reading lists, what they mean by that will probably be books that you have to read before you die, kind of. I think this book is definitely one of those because, you know, there's so much stuff to life that we cannot understand. And if you look at it from a very, um, what's it, narrow, narrow view, very constricted view and you only read about the stuff that you really like like I used to read about fantasy all the time that was the only thing I used to read I, I didn't know much stuff about other than fantasy I think that kind of really restricts your um, opinions and yeah your perspectives and this book kind of definitely widens that by giving you a context of what um, say what humankind has been like in the past and how we are um, projected to be like in the future. And I think that just gives us a lot of like fundamental like principles about how life is gonna be like. And it's it's really like a basic book because there's 
but the history of humankind is completely so it's so vast that you can't possibly cover every single aspect of it but this is like kind of like the beginning like the fundamental yeah so i will recommend this for anyone going to science or to be honest anyone going even going to humanities i want to write that i want to read that book now you convinced me <laughs> but okay the next book i'm going to recommend is a more difficult book this book is a lot harder to grasp um in this book so it's called what we cannot know uh by marcus du sotoy i hope i'm saying that correctly but this book discusses physics and i'm not a physics person so it was a bit harder for me to grasp but maybe if you are a physics person it would be better for you but it's basically um physics medicine neuroscience um in one book but it does discuss physics please keep that in mind if you're going to get this book just because i'm not gonna lie i did have to do a bit of googling with this book because there were difficult concepts in it that i just was just i literally read it and i was like huh and had to kind of get a dumbed down version on google to continue reading but nonetheless it was very very interesting um to sell it a bit um on the cover that i have at least it says from consciousness to the cosmos the cutting edge of science explained um and uh, a thrilling research expedition to the teasing and mysterious boundaries of scientific knowledge um, discussing whether the universe is infinite, what happened before the Big Bang, all this stuff, and kind of just like the theory of life, but in a a lot of discussion of like physics and neuroscience and brains and how like kind of we take in, that take that into account. So this book I'd recommend to people who just love learning. Honestly, that's kind of like what I got from it. I felt like when I was reading it, I really understood more about life in general but also i just felt myself get progressively smarter i kind of like felt myself relating to sheldon from the big bang theory and i was like wow i really am pulling through with this book but i liked it i think it was really um it's really really interesting but it is not easy to understand on first class um like how Jay was saying in the beginning with books that are for uni and kind of like more scientific books you kind of do have to read them slower i am also a fast reader of fiction i when i go through fiction i normally do it in one sitting an entire series i go very quickly because obviously you're also just trying to figure out what's happening at the end but like with these kinds of books it's all about understanding it's all about grasping what you're actually reading and i think with this book in particular it's something that you have to sit down and actually grasp with this book um tabbing and highlighting really came into handy just because i was able to figure out what i was trying to actually gather from it but yeah i really liked this book um it's one of the harder reads of my recommendation list but i really liked it so i recommend it um one more time for anyone who's interested it's called what we cannot know by marcus du sotoy um what i have next will probably be Kind of like a series it's called a very short introduction it's based on every single discipline that you would ever find like, <laughs> i think that it basically some it's a very good starting point to read from and i definitely recommend reading all of these books because if you find like um what's it, a subject that you're really like interested in it's really hard for you to know where to start from and if you start from these books i think um you can also go back the end and look at the further reading parts and read more books on it if you really want to the books i've read from these series um so far is like philosophy of religion myth i know it's nothing to do with like what medicine is but like it was a medical ethics i've read that before um history of medicine cold war but that was for um gcse history and uh yeah the 
to be honest, medical ethics was really good, but philosophy of religion was really interesting. I know it deviates from it, but you know, philosophy is a big um, factor in basically anything because it's the overarching idea of even ethics. So, you know, it's basically in every single discipline ever. So yeah, I will recommend. I would just recommend any book from the a very short introduction, to be honest. I think it's also like validated by the Oxford Press. So like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of- <laughs> I agree with JY. I read a very short introduction to psychology um, that was very interesting. So yes, I agree with her um, with that. A very short introduction is it's very easy. It's just something that if you want to get into a subject and you want to get pushed into it, read that book. But my next um, recommendation is another Oliver Sacks book. Um, I know you cannot see me right now, but this book is beautiful. And JY can account for it. It has gold leafing on it. And I just, I love it. It's shiny and it's so nice. But more than that, it's a very good book. Um, so basically, this book is uh, more New York Times based. Um, it's more about kind of discussing human behavior and understanding people. And again, with Oliver Sacks, it's he is very good at kind of um, bridging together medicine and science and um, learning into more liter um, lit literate. No, into more of a context of literature where it's like easier to read, kind of like you're reading a fiction book, but you're very much not. Um, but I love this book. It was it, it really discusses um, like reflections of life in that sense. And just kind of like um, there, this also actually kind of discusses um, neurological disorders, actually, um, similar to unthinkable, but not in so much depth. It's like unthinkable kind of like is almost case studies, but this is more just kind of like a discussion. Um, if I'm not wrong, it talks about schizophrenia, which I found very interesting, and Alzheimer's, uh, which is also very interesting to learn about. But um, it's kind of like, it's more for a person who just kind of appreciates science and medicine and just wants to exercise that appreciation through reading a book about it, I would recommend Everything in Its Place uh, by Oliver Sacks. Um, it's on the title it says first loves and last tales because i'm pretty sure yeah on the back it says since his death um oliver sacks scientist scientist and storyteller continues to enrich the world of science and literature with his fascinating and probing examinations of the human brain um that's the first line of the blurb so if that does not convince you i don't know what will but i really recommend this book so yeah um i think jy probably has one more book recommendation like honestly, for medicine um I was going to recommend Hippocratic Myth, but like the books that I'm recommending right now are very like general like uh, medicine books, except for um, the Gene and Intimate History, which is one of my um, collection of genetic diseases books. But I don't really want to get into too much detail on genetic diseases because I know that not everyone is interested in genetic diseases as I am. Um, but the book that I'm going to recommend is The Hippocratic Myth by um, this dude who is actually not a doctor. He's actually um, a lawyer. Yeah, he's a lawyer and a health policy expert, to be honest. And I've been reading a lot of books on doctors, uh, written by doctors, and I wanted like a more like, um, what's it, a different perspective on medicine. So this book definitely opened my eyes on public health and like the policies and all the thought that comes into like those kind of, um, what's it, um, thinking. And it's kind of scary because the book kind of says the Hippocratic myth, then why doctors are under pressure to ration care practice politics and compromise your promise to heal. It's very, it sounds very bleak and, you know, 
for good but it's kind of scary but then and again it's very realistic and realism is what I live for so um I kind of liked it because it was not pessimist I people thought it was pessimistic but I didn't I thought it was pretty like it reflected the real realistic parts of our um what's it our current situation with medicine where people you know the COVID situation tells us how doctors definitely do have to ration um, resources because they're very limited and who actually decides who gets what you know what I mean and yeah I think the whole idea of the Hippocratic um, you know the everyone knows the Hippocratic oath and it kind of takes a twist onto that by saying it's a Hippocratic myth so yeah it's quite interesting so if you want to know more about like health policies and stuff like that I would recommend that book the end to my medical books Okay, for the last couple, like, I guess, five, ten minutes of this episode, we're going to discuss books that are not medical related. Um, because we all know that everyone's a book nerd. Okay. Huh? Do it very shortly. Okay, we'll just, like, go through. Yeah. Okay, so basically, this is going to be a speed fire. We're going to, okay, me and Jay are going to go back to back. We'll do, okay, okay. Uh, we'll do five books. Again, we'll do five books, but much quicker. Okay, cool. I'll start. First book I'm recommending is this book I read when I was really young. Um, not really young, primary school, but it's called Michael Morpurgo, A Mel Freddie Roy. It's a very quick read. It's a if it's a book like that, if you want to sit down and just get a book done, um, just get a book finished, read, I recommend this book. It's by um Michael Morpurgo. Um he's a massive like child children, um kind of like teen author. He's writes his books beautifully, and I love loads of his books, but this is probably my favorite. A Medal for Leroy is basically about a war hero who passed and his son and um the life of his mother, the life of like the war hero's mother and her deal and it, it discusses racism and um and loss and it's beautiful. I just love this book. It's a book that if I want to get back into reading, um or like if I'm through like a dry spell of reading, I read this book. I love it. Um, so yeah, that's my first recommendation. Um, my first recommendation is going to be Nelson Mandela's Long Walk to Freedom. Um, this book I got when I was completely into politics and international like, relations and stuff like that. And I think this biography was, it was a really long read. It was quite tough because it was this thick and the words were quite small, but um, I think it was really interesting because this was um, an autobiography. So it's actually one of the one of the few political um, autobiographies out there, and it was written by Nelson Mandela. So it was very interesting. Um, a bit of a tough read, but if you're interested in current affairs and stuff like that, I would definitely recommend it. Okay, next. My next book is um, another nonfiction book, surprisingly. Considering I'm such a lover of fiction, I'm surprised I've talked about so many nonfictions. But um, this is How to Argue with the Racist by Adam Rutherford. And if you are not already enticed by the title, I do not know what else to tell you. It's an incredible book. It's, it's, it, does what it's, it does what the title says. It tells you how to argue with the racist and essentially discusses um, racist pseudoscience and basically like history and about ancestry and um, power of race and power of color and how melanin is incredible and it's a beautiful beautiful like strong empowering book and i just think that it, it so on the cover itself it says that it discusses race reality history and science and i just think that racism especially recently has become such an important issue but it always has been um i know that me and jy uh, before even this whole movement came into play discussed race a lot and 
um, racism is such an issue that people should discuss. And I really recommend this book if you are interested in learning more about it, no matter the skin color you are. Um, I recommend reading this book. So that's How to Argue with a Racist by Adam Rutherford. You know, this like racist thing, it just kind of brings back like stuff. Okay, to be honest, I'm going to just leave a note here. We're definitely going to do an episode on race because it's such a thing that we talk about all the time. And this, okay, yeah. this time, okay, today, today's the 15th of July, right? Okay, so basically the Euro finals happened like on Sunday. And um, we all know the racial repercussions that came out of that when um, three of the colored footballers missed the penalty kick and uh, people are blaming yeah. them. And it was quite hard for me to see because heartbreaking yeah it was black lives matter happened not not even i mean yeah i mean a year ago a year ago yeah how can people revert back to blatantly just revert back to all the things that they said they were posting on their instagrams but that's a story for another day um okay the next book that i'm going to talk about is one of my few like fiction books but it's called it's not a classic too it's the dan brown books first like dan brown is a huge writer like I literally can't like say how much I love him like his writing is literally genius and I'm a Christian I guess but the Da Vinci Code okay I'm not gonna spoil it but I don't know whether I should spoil it or not but like it's basically on religion and like Da Vinci and like so like Jesus and blah 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 right but like all that stuff even though I'm a Christian and he was just making up like lies and like (laughs) fantasy stuff about um, my religion which shouldn't be tolerated I found it really interesting and the way that he um, built up his story is completely genius and it really entices you to read more so yeah I've read most all of his books I think and none of them disappointed me although I do have my favorite which is the Da Vinci Code and Origin which is the latest one but yeah um that's my next book you're next okay this is so my last recommendation I'm going to bridge it in with another series that I would recommend as well but it's Ace of Shades it's Ace of Shades is a trilogy and this book is so good. Like Ace of Shades, I it's a fantasy novel, by the way. Um, it's kind of it, it's kind of like a bit like um, Six of Crows, but also kind of like um, a bit like I, I don't want to say divergent, but it's kind of like that YA um, TikTok would love it kind of book. And um, it's by Amanda Foodie, and it's basically this, about this girl who um, goes to this city and it's very into the gambling culture and there's massive threats and um stuff about talk about a dynasty and um it's n and levi and it talks about a shadow game and it's in some a place called new brains so with those fancy words i hope that you're interested in reading it but the first book in the series is ace of shades then um king of fools and i think I don't know what actually the third one's called because I haven't finished um, the second one, but I am going to go to the third one. But it is an incredible series. Um, at least the first book, I can definitely account for it of being incredible. But yeah, so that was my first one for the series. And then my second series, which I talked about in a previous episode and has now since been turned into a TV show on Netflix, but Shadow and Bone, I love that series. Shadow and Bone is just such a gripping series. Um, for me personally, I loved it, but also Six of Crows. Um, Six of Crows I've read recently um, and it's incredible. Like the ships, the found family, there's so many good tropes in it. I just think that it's incredible. I would recommend it to anyone. So yeah, um, anything by Lee Bardugo honestly should be read point blank. So yeah, that is my final recommendation. 
Oh, I gave up on six and crow, so <laughs> I, I can't. I just, okay. My, I'm gonna speed through but basically the first one is Tolstoy's Selected Stories by obviously Leo um Tolstoy. Um I think that you know his one of his fate like famous famous was War and Peace and like all those books, but other than that, I, I really like these short stories and um yeah. All the names are literally the same. It's basically all Ivan and Ivan and Ivan this and Ivan that. But like, I mean, they're all separate people. Yeah, they're all separate people. But there's a lot of like religion into this, which I also like. I don't know why, but I feel like religion just brings a lot of philosophy into it. So it's quite interesting. So the short story is really easy to understand, but very philosophical. So like that one. And the next one is um, The Inferno by Dante. It's a set of like poetry. And this was really tough for me to read. As you can see, it, um, you just can't see it, but the pages are very worn down because I tried to read it um, like multiple times. And, you know, it's, it's a translated version like Tolstoy, but um, it talks about hell and differently, yeah. Parts of hell and stuff like that. So it's interesting. And the last one, I've been through this, but the last one is the things you can see only when you slow down, how to be calm in a busy world. And it's written by a Buddhist, a Buddhist monk. <laughs> So that's deviating from my religion and I'm basically reading amongst stuff. But um, this is like, it's a very easy book to read and it's not a story. So they kind of like quotes and advice for you to read from. And they kind of help me to anchor myself back to, you know, uh, my thoughts and stuff like that. So it's a great book and there's lovely illustrations too. Yeah. I'm I'm not too much of a visual person, but I don't know why I have so many books of illustrations. It's kind of weird. But this was my my favorite um uh, picture, so it's very aesthetically pleasing. They've got a lot of pictures of like um flowers and yeah, I don't I'm not a big fan of flowers, but they're pretty. So okay, that's it. I'm I'm done. <laughs> well, that is the end of our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. That was a lot of books that we just covered, and if any of them were um, helpful to you maybe the medical ones or the fictional ones um and we hope that you enjoyed it or just heard us geek out about these random books that you we didn't even spoil for you so didn't even really even know what they're about <laughs> but we hope that it was helpful um so yeah that was our book recommendations episode um if you want to uh, learn more about premedics podcast we are on instagram at the premedics podcast and um Make sure to keep, give us a follow if you want to keep up with our podcast and see what yeah. more we have to the like offer. Button. If you're watching this live, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, everybody. <laughs> but like, if you if you would like, if you're watching this live as episodes come out, thank you, and then stay tuned for the next one. But if you're not and you're just binging our episodes again, thank you. Go on to the next one. Um, so we'll see you in our next episode, where I'm pretty sure we're talking about application struggles and. A level stuff, but it might not be. So I take my word for it. So we'll see you. Bye.